Don't move from this atmosphere of worship. Ignition, this is your moment to go out with Ian. So you can head out and they're going to be uh, with Ian this morning, learning about God's word. But just bring your focus back to what God's doing. I want to encourage you very briefly, and then we're going to worship some more, just to encourage you on the presence of God. Because do you know what, what our nation needs, what we need as individuals, what our families need is the presence of God more than anything, more than at any time. We need the presence of God. And I shared last year about the difference, of course, between the omnipresence of God and the manifest presence of God. And you may think, okay, what on earth are you talking about? What do those terms mean? And we'll talk more about this next week. But the omni, omni means everywhere. And you may have grown up thinking or knowing God is everywhere. God is a God who there's no boundaries to him. He's everywhere all at the same time. That's when we talk about the omnipresence of God. That's what the psalmist spoke about in Psalm 139 verse 7. David says this, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? And he goes on, if you read the verses that follow, he says, If I go um, to the heavens, you're there. If I go to the depths, you're there. Everywhere that I go, you would be there. And what that's talking about is this thought of God is everywhere. God is omnipresent everywhere all at the same time and yet there's other times where we would say not just God is everywhere but God is here and sometimes you may have been in services or in environments you think what do you mean God is here does that mean he's he's suddenly just arrived or there was a part of a world that he hadn't yet arrived at no no we know God is omni God is everywhere but also sometimes there's a manifest presence where we would term it I guess God is here where God's presence isn't just we know it's around us but we feel God's presence we encounter God's presence. It's so clear, so unique in that moment. That's what we talk about, the manifest presence of God. Let me just give you two um, analogies, if you like, that are not perfect at all, but one of them I, I shared when we were doing Sunday Night Local on Sunday evenings from Pastor Robert Morris in the States, and he used this analogy before, that if there was somebody here this morning in the service who was a, a very, very wealthy individual, then they would be with us. they presence would be with us but if all of a sudden they stood up and said oh just just pause a minute I just feel I just want to start giving out you know checks to people we would very much know their presence in that moment that would be that presence manifested they wouldn't just be hit they we would experience that presence another analogy if a, a, a newborn baby in its mother's arms that the mother knew right all you Ladies who have been pregnant one time or another, you've known that there was a baby within you. You've known the presence of that baby. But there's something about when the mother holds that child and flesh to flesh and looks into the eyes of that child, that presence has been manifested in that moment. Do you know, God doesn't just want you to know that he's everywhere. He wants you to experience God is here. He wants you to experience his manifest presence. It's a manifest presence of God that will change a person. For 17, 18 years of my life, many of you have heard my testimony, I had heard of the omnipresence of God, that God was everywhere. I didn't believe it, didn't believe he existed, but I'd heard of the omnipresence of God. But one day in, in a bedroom in Fareham, wasn't glamorous, there was no worship team, no one else around, just me in a bedroom, I experienced the manifest presence of God. And my life was changed from that moment and I needed a lot of discipleship and a lot of unworking of stuff that was going on in my life. But that was a moment where my life was marked and my life was changed by the manifest presence. I'd heard of the omnipresence of God. I'd heard God was everywhere. I'd heard the stories, but I experienced God for myself. Listen, 
we need to experience the manifest presence of God. And God doesn't just want us to have that as a one-off experience. That's why next week we're going to open up these thoughts a little bit more and teach from the Word of God on them. But today our, our focus is on our sung worship. And you know, one of the ways that we experience the manifest presence of God is through our praise and worship. And listen, when I say praise and worship, please let's not box that into we sing songs on a Sunday morning or we sing in the car. It's far more than singing. But the way that you honor God in the workplace is the way that you praise Him and the way that you worship Him. The way that you treat your spouse, the way that you treat your children, the way uh, that you handle your finances, all of these things, the way that you interact with that difficult neighbor, that's your opportunity to worship, to pray. It's not just about when we sing songs on a Sunday morning. We know that. And God's presence is felt whenever we praise, whenever we worship. God inhabits the praises of His people, the Bible says. And I just believe that in these remaining moments of worship, we're going to go back into worship. I really felt, and it was confirmed through some verses we had text and shared this morning and as we were praying, that God wants to minister to some people that you would experience what we would term the manifest presence of God. And as you do, I believe he wants to do a couple of things. For some people, I believe he wants to give purpose and direction. In fact, it's so clearly when I was preparing this week. But maybe you feel like your life is aimless right now. Maybe you feel like you don't really know where you're going, what's going on. It's just kind of aimless. And God wants to give you clear purpose and clear direction in your life this morning. In Exodus chapter 3, we read of a man called Moses. And he's looking after his father-in-law's sheep. And he's been this obscure shepherd for 40 years in the desert of Midian. But for him, wilderness wasn't just a a geographical location where he was. Wilderness spoke of his life. That's what he was experiencing. And yet one day he experienced the manifest presence of God. He'd known of the omnipresence. He'd heard of the omnipresence of God. But one day he experienced the manifest presence of God that changed him forever. Listen to these verses, Exodus 3, 2-5. It says, The Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing. That's kind of an understatement, isn't it? This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. And when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. Don't come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground and God speaks to him in that moment I want to use your life Moses here's a direction for your days I'm going to use you to set others free but there's a purpose you're not going to be in obscurity anymore you're not just going to be in this wilderness experience anymore I have something that I'm going to use your life for and he begins to in that moment give him purpose give him direction give him clarity in that moment of his presence being manifested I also believe God wants to rescue some people I just heard that word rescue to rescue you from ill health, to rescue you from fear, to rescue you from what people have done to you, to rescue you from false accusation, to rescue you. And often we, we don't use that word, but God wants to rescue some people in this place this morning. In Daniel chapter 3, we read of a three young Hebrew men that we know of so well. If you've grown up in church or heard church or heard messages on this, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And they, of course, knew the omnipresence of God. They had experienced the omnipresence. They at times, I'm sure, would have experienced the manifest presence as well. But there was one particular moment because we know that they were thrown into 
a fiery furnace and time doesn't allow us to dig into that but we will do another time but they were thrown even though they knew the omnipresence of God even though they did everything right they were thrown into a furnace and you may be in a season in your life where it feels like a furnace not obviously a literal one but it just feels like you're in a furnace season you're in a tough season everything just waking up in the morning it, it's a battle it's a, uh, just trying to get through the day. It's a battle. You feel like you're in a furnace season of your life. And I want to encourage you today that that doesn't mean that God is not present. That actually sometimes we experience the manifest presence of God the greatest when we're in the most pain, when we're in the most you know, difficult season, when we're in the time of greatest trouble. Because here were these three young men in the fiery furnace. And listen to what it says. Daniel chapter 3, 24 to 25. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, who had put them in there, leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into a fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of the gods. And the Bible goes on to say they come out and they are unharmed and they don't even have the singe of smoke upon them. Listen, God is going to rescue some people in this place. I don't know what that means to you. I can only go by what the Holy Spirit was saying as I was preparing. Whatever that speaks to you, God wants to rescue some people in this place. And I really believe this as well. That in this moment, God's manifest presence was so real, so discernible, but actually even a pagan king acknowledged it. And I believe that one of the things God wants to do is he wants to rescue certain situations in our lives to such a degree that his presence will be so real, so undeniable, but actually even the pagan kings, the pagan people, the people who have mocked you, the people who have scorned you, the people who have done harm to you, even they will experience the presence of God. Because when he manifests his presence, anything is possible. I believe God wants to give purpose, direction. He wants to rescue in these moments. So just close our eyes. We're going to go back into worship in a moment. We're going to sing, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Now that's not a song where we're just saying, God, you're welcome in this room. You know, We haven't barred you from the church. It's saying, God, you're welcome in my life. God, I want to experience you in my life. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would take these words that have been shared. And Holy Spirit, you would do something in the lives of your people today. God, for those who need rescuing, just as we begin to worship you, Lord, may they experience your manifest presence. May they feel your comfort, your strength, your healing power, your love, your restoration. Holy Spirit, we thank you that in this moment, lives will be rescued. Father, we thank you for people getting clarity in this moment, whether it be a prophetic word that's shared, Lord, whatever it might be, whether it's a lyric that's sung. Father, we thank you that you bring clarity, direction, and purpose in these moments. Holy Spirit, just as we go back into worship, manifest your presence, we pray, that we would not just know God is all around, but we would know God is here in this moment. Just stand to your feet. Holy Spirit, be free, we pray to do what you need to do in our lives.